Hey everyone, this is Lauren Hubelay. I'm recording a Restoring Immunity podcast here with Ashley Dom. And Ashley and I are going to venture into the territory of answers to questions moms have. And Ashley was a client of mine for a number of years and has studied gemotherapy with me and has used gemos for quite some time now with her family. Ashley, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Ashley, I know you have a list of questions, but let's start out with one that seems to be your burning question today. So my burning question is with all the information we have now on the nervous system and some really great podcasts you've done in the past with your colleagues, we know that the nervous system has so much power over our physical body. And we know that, you know, with all listening to all the information you've given over this past year about the nervous system, we can, as adults, identify what state we're in and really use that to kind of tap into what's going on in our emotional state and our mental state. But I was wondering how could we look to the nervous system through the lens as a mama of a toddler and young children and even teachers and and anyone that deals with young children, how can we find a way to kind of speak that language or see that lens um, in the form of toddler behavior, toddler emotions, terrible twos, terrible threes, all those things that society likes to call them. And, but we now know that um, that's nervous system work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley, this is a beautiful question. Thank you. And opens right up into some areas I've been thinking about. So you're right. We've studied a lot about polyvagal theory and how it applies to GMOs. And we've now grouped the GMOs according to central nervous system extracts and autonomic nervous system extracts. And then we talk about states of connection and states of protection. And you're talking about a two and a half year old having a meltdown in the middle of the living room. Someone's trying to leave for work or transition. You know, what's a mama to do, right? Right. (laughs) Right. And, and what does this really mean? And so what we're talking about here is a response of the nervous system in a child when a child feels a lack of safety. And that lack of safety can be contrived or real. And in response, what we're seeing often is a fight response. No, I'm not going with you. I'm going to throw myself down here and interrupt the process or flight hiding under the bed or the closet. So um, the whatever's happening is disrupted. So let's go back and, and this is going to be a great topic. So we're going to need to break it down in pieces for our listeners and you're gonna help me do that. But let's go back and look for a moment um, what the role of the autonomic nervous system is in our body Mm -hmm. and that's to save our life. And, And what it does is it responds to anything that feels like a danger or threat. 
when I'm two and a half, three years old, transitions feel like a danger or a threat. I'm playing with my Legos, my whole little world's happy and contained and mom has someplace she has to go. That's very threatening to my environment. And we know in emotional development, a child of that age can only see their perspective. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't help in the least bit for mom to explain where she has to be, honey. (laughs) And there's people waiting for them because they can't even comprehend anything but their world, right? So so I think your question is, can GMOs play any role in soothing these transitions? Exactly, yes, that's what I was wondering because, um, you know, they're being a child and having these just these big emotions. And like you said, they're in their own little world and um, there's no magic wand we can wave to ha- to help them understand what we want them to understand. But if we could soothe it, or, you know, we know that GEMOs um, provide such an effective but gentle effect on the body. Yeah. So, yeah, what can GEMOs offer in that realm of, of um, in the world of a child during those situations? Right, right. And then how do you choose which one, right? Yes, so equally as important, yes. Really two-part question. So when we're working with the nervous system, we're talking about microdosing, and this is one drop only, and it's given directly in the mouth. So for moms listening, that's that's the key. And what I'm going to share here with Ashley's help is some extracts you might want to consider. And we want to give those every day to help build resiliency so that I can, as a two and a half or three-year-old, ease through these transitions because that same um, riding the wave is very comparable to what adults would experience listening to the news or, you know, being assaulted um, um, sensory-wise in a grocery store after work, and it's just too much and too stimulating, right? We all know we have those experiences as adults, so let's put this down into a two and a half, three-year-old package, and we're trying to transition them, and they feel unsafe and threatened. So they go into either a state of protection, or the child gets up and comes along and it's a state of connection, right? But we Mm -hmm. see more often the state of protection and the state of protection is gonna come up when their resiliency is low and when they don't feel like they have any cues of safety. So as a mom, explaining things to them are not cues of safety. Cues of safety have to come in the form of sensory Um, whether it's touch or smells or sounds or, um, and that's why moms soothe their children with Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. Um, So we can talk about those in a moment, but, but let's talk about looking at this meltdown and how would I decide how I pick which Gemma is worth worth, um, picking. So we're going to look first at the central nervous system GMOs, because that's where I think we should all be looking. And um, 
we, um, a lot of the words we use for adults are difficult for, for us to apply to a child. Yes. So what we're, we're trying to look for here, Ashley, is um, what is that child's habitual pattern? What is their go-to? Do they go run off and be by themselves and hide? Or do they just let it all loose right there in a range, right? So that's a, you know, is their pattern more of a fight or is it more of a flight? And then interestingly enough, we can learn a lot about that child by just looking at some physical things going on, even as simple as their stool elimination tells us the state of their nervous system. Where is it hanging out? Do you have any ideas about that? Wow, I never, um, well, honestly, every time that we tackle some sort of, um, you know, thing that we're trying to resolve, an elimination comes up, it's so important. And I've learned that over the last few years. So of course it applies here. Sure, and, and you can have an indication, an inside view of what that child's um, habitual pattern for the nervous system is, is by looking at their stool. So if it's pellet-like, if it's difficult to pass, um, if it's you know, a little more hard, and this child hangs out in sympathetic, okay? Yes. So this is a sign of constriction. You're also going to see these things in a child, constrictive type of pains, tightening. Mm -hmm. They'll hold their hands tight. Does that? Oh, wow, yes. Give you any attention or, you know, yes. this, this kind of tight, tightening pains. These children will often have headaches um, mm -hmm. and they will have cramping sensations. And this is because the state, the sympathetic state um, is, has difficulty releasing because there just isn't the resilience. So the, for those children, we, we might look to um, um, autonomic and, and central nervous system extracts that it harmonizes, they're going to help them relax. And we can talk specifics here, but on the flip side is um, we have these children that are, have been in um, a lot of situations that have, they have found that this fighting um, and the state of protection just doesn't solve their problems. So they drop into a state of um, what we call dorsal vagal state. Mm. But it's more of a disassociation. And these kids kind of check out. And mm -hmm. as teachers, we may see these Kids yes. in the classroom, and they've been subject to um, a lot of uh, reoccurring situations where their fight energy doesn't resolve the problems. And okay. so they're exhausted down, and their nervous system just drops them into a state of protection. You're going to see loose stools there. Mm. You're going to see dizziness or vertigo, um, nausea. Mm -hmm. lack of energy, um, that uh, just this sluggishness, right? They're kind of just checked out. Right, wow. So- Yeah, I definitely see that. Okay, so I'm giving you these two categories. What's coming up for you? Why don't you prompt me a little bit so I make sure I don't take off in the wrong direction here 
to what would be next? Like as a mom, what, okay, now what, right? So I'm thinking now um, we can, first we need to decide whether they are fight or flight or shut down state. Right. So we would want to pick, maybe look in the groups of GMOs that, and try one. Right, and work with these states. So let's take a look here. If we um, are looking at a child that, let's let's take this, this more disassociated child that's kind of dropped out there. We might want to look at something like Walnut that mm -hmm. helps um, them feel safer to connect. Um, if they're very fragile emotionally and they tend to get weepy, um, we might look to dog rose, right? Um, if we um, are seeing um, on the other side, more of this, um, you know, fight state, we wanna look at things that will help build resilience so they don't go from zero to a hundred, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is, is um, what happens often. And um, we might look to something like oats. Mm -hmm. Oats is very grounding and rooting. And oats can be given to any child over the age of one. Um, it's, uh, it helps children um, stay rooted when the situation's changing a lot. So very helpful with transitions. Um, we might also want to consider um, um, silver line. Mm -hmm. Oh, silver line. Yes, that's <laughs> a great one. Yes. So now, I, now I'm thinking where I can apply it more to suggest that to mamas. Yes. Yeah. Silver line is a great one. Yeah. So. So I think what, what happens is this isn't something as a mom we can think about in the moment, right? What we need is to create ourselves a little menu card with yes. our demos and maybe some key words that would be helpful, like, um, you know, dog rose, fragility, um, walnut, um, and this lack of safety. They often feel better alone. Mm -hmm. um, that child with, with silver lime, helping them reconnect with themselves so they feel safe. And uh, with um, oats, you know, giving them that rootedness and groundedness. One thing particular about oats that I really love, particularly in this time where for children, there have been so many changes, right? And yes, and definitely. And a totally out of their control, that oats gives them that sense of strength, and it is a, an adaptogen extract. So it kicks in in times of particular stress, emotional, physical, or mental. So where else might we take this to help give a, illuminate a little bit more for moms? Well, I have a, um, I'm part of a community um, where I live and it's uh, some mamas. We're all um, reaching out to each other and just exploring this GMO uh, journey together. And some of us have been using it for a while. And then we have some mamas that are new to it too and very um, open and curious about GMO. So some things that they were 
asking me um, or some things that they see their toddlers um, going through in young children is um, I think now what you said makes sense like they're seeing a lot of um, hitting or biting whether it's Mm -hmm. um, other children or whether it's their caregiver and stomping and just and it sounds like that rigid maybe um, behavior you were talking about. Exactly. This is a protection, right? All Mm -hmm. of that. So all we have to do is take those behaviors and we can kind of flip them into adult behaviors. When we feel threatened, we yell at people, right? Or we, and we give them back off, right? That's what we, we want to do back off. I need to protect myself. And, and all of those behaviors you just mentioned, it is from a, a perspective of protection. This child feels threatened, feels they uh, lack safety. So we wanna look at that twofold. Um, we want to look at how can we start giving GMOs in a daily way that could, could help that. So I mentioned some that might work in the morning, others that work really well in the evening and, and we'll be creating layers with these by the day. So mm-hmm. the result in the evening, we could look to field maple is fantastic for children that tend to have a quick temper, tend to go into, you know, rage, and then they, you know, will find their way back around. Um, hazel for kids that just need to be soothed, like they just feel like everything's too much and overwhelming to them. And black honeysuckle for for children that kind of tend towards um, um, feeling sad and melancholy, maybe um, Mm -hmm. over the loss of how things were for them or a lack of freedom or or the changes, um, a little bit of the blues. Mm-hmm. choosing one of those extracts and dosing it right after dinner, again, just one drop, I think we'll begin to see the changes in their ability to cope with transitions. Okay. Wow, that sounds, there's a lot of um, choices there. And I feel like some options for moms there. Yeah, yeah. So one Jimmo that just, Uh, came through my mind that would be another one for moms to consider and particularly good for this time and I would consider this more as a morning GMO so in those ones that I talked about for the central nervous system and that's fig and Mm -hmm. you know fig well it's it's keynote is to help digest the emotions and and also digest things physically We've got a lot to digest these days. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when you're, you know, what does overwhelm look like in a child? Well, it can look like all different things, just like overwhelm looks completely different in adults, right? Some of us cry, some of us yell, some of us go get something to eat, some of us turn on Netflix, right? We it mm-hmm. has all these different views. And um, so for children where fig would be useful, it's, it's in that state of overwhelm. And I would say that overwhelm shows up at times of transition or at times of overstimulation. Okay. And that may be um, 
they tend to kind of um, go into a state from shopping. And, you know, quite often children don't show it in the moment. Like they're just fine in the grocery store. And then you're heading home and it all falls apart. And you're like, how did that happen? It's so true. Yes. Right. It's because they're finally processing all of those noises and colors and, and people. And it's just too much for their little systems. So fig can be useful preventatively prior to something that might be overstimulating or um, just after. I used fig recently with my son. He's six. He's a kindergartner. And we had winter break after, you know, during the holidays. And the first, um, I mean, the few days before we went back to school, I could just see his little mind kind of like we're going to go back to school and it was a negative thing and I thought um you know I, I think he said like can I call you from school maybe I can come home once I get there and I don't know I just I went to the fig and I definitely had it for the first day back and right at, I gave it to him in the morning before he went to school um and some days I even had it in the car with me right at drop off I put a little drop on his tongue and it really did a lot of good and didn't didn't get many phone calls. He stayed at school and his little, and just over time, like you said, he kind of built that resilience and it was just a little bit easier and more accepting for him to get ready in the morning and go to school. And his outlook just changed. I love Fig. Well, Fig gives so many cues of safety. Um, when, and Fig is particularly useful for children that feel it in their tongue, right? Mm. Whatever. He did say, I think I'm going to have a tummy ache today. And that's really what pointed me towards fig, but definitely it was an emotional aspect. It wasn't about a tummy ache or um, maybe he did feel it there, but you know what I mean? There wasn't anything physical going on. He wasn't sick or getting a little stomach bug. It was nervous and anxious about changes. And actually, I love how responsive and how plugged in you are to your children and noticing those things. And it's so beautiful to have these tools and for mamas that may be listening the, the first time to us, I think what's really important to note here, we're not talking about suppressing anything, okay? Um, what is really beautiful about GMOs is um, they remind the body how it's meant to work. So there's nothing in a GMO extract that tells the body to behave a certain way. It reminds the brain how it's meant to work and the brain knows how to work. And it reminds the digestive tract how to work and it already knows that. And so they're, they're reminders. And um, by offering a reminder and again and again, we can change habitual patterns that are established. But, you know, Ashley, I wanna just uh, put a plug in here because I think we should talk about this on and uh, the next um, episode is, you know, here we are talking about safety for our children and how we can extend safety to our children. And we're doing that in a time where most mamas don't feel safe themselves. And I think this um, warrants some discussion, but also how we can take this whole idea forward because just imagine a world where moms could all offer their children the safety they need. And then these children can then offer it 
to their community and their children, um, we could be creating a whole new paradigm to live in. That's amazing. I hope so. Yes, Lauren, that's beautiful. It really is. (laughs) So I think we'll wrap it here. I want to thank you. for these amazing questions. Please thank your community of mamas and we can certainly um, tackle more each time. And for our listeners, I'm so glad you dropped into this Gemma Moms episode. And um, if you are looking for more information about Gemma therapy, I want to send you a couple places. I have a um, website, uh, laurenhubelay.com. I run a community now online on a wonderful program called Mighty Networks, where you can take on-demand classes and be part of a live chat, as well as drop into live classes each Thursday. And you can find out more information about that on my website. And purchasing Gemos, you will find those right on my store. Ashley and I both run Instagram accounts with little tidbits about um, gemotherapy. Ashley, how can folks find you? My Instagram handle is at creating roots in you. Beautiful. And mine is (laughs) at Lauren Hubley. So we hope you follow us and continue along this path of learning more about gemotherapy and safety in our world. Thank you.